Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow. And this is Devin Leary. Listen, there's a lot going on. Benifer is recreating the Jenny from the Block music video for her birthday. Love is in the air. But I really just don't want to get caught up in headlines today because we have such an amazing guest I want to get to. We have a guest that really has shaken my whole family and, and everyone I know to our core. It's, it's one of those moments where I'm like, just look at me now. Like I, I just never thought that, that I would be able to brag to my family members that I get to interview this person. Um, you might be able to audibly hear me trying not to shit myself because I was so nervous and excited while you um, make fun of Ramona shitting on the floor. Interesting. While, enough. Yes. While I, while I criticize others, are any of us pure? Are any of us pure? Like, I no, none of us are if pure. If you are holding a stone right now, do yourself a favor and put it down. You have put no business because casting guess what? it. Guess what? When when you're pointing one finger at someone else, there's a few pointing back at you. And, and if you're me, up at God. and if you're me, a hitchhiker's thumb too. So I would say, yeah, like, I, I can't blame myself for, for judging people for shitting themselves while I'm nervous about it. But I also want to say that sometimes do meet your heroes because sometimes they are even brighter, more stunningly beautiful, funnier, kinder, cooler, um, have an amazing Zoom background er than you could have even imagined. I remember the glee I felt when I got to tell Devin that I was talking to Casey Wilson at work. There were so many things that I I just was bursting at the seams to get her two cents on. And I'm so grateful that you, again, brightened my life. Came through, yeah. With this interview. 
I just want to get to it. Okay. We know that Benifer is back together. You'll see Benifer all over the news for the next hundred years. And so guess what? Isn't there going to be a point where we're sick of Benifer? There might be. I mean, I have to be really honest with you. It's I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm more like, I'm finding myself looking more at like Camila Cabello and Shawn oh. Mendes videos than Benifer because oh. I actually do believe in in them in a way that I didn't before. Okay. All right. Well, now we have to, you know, go to Mythbusters with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to our interview. Our guest on the pod today is the actress, writer, director, and podcaster Casey Wilson. She starred in ABC's classic Happy Endings. She can also be seen in the upcoming Shrink Next Door for Apple TV, co-starring alongside our boss Will Ferrell, Paul Rudd, and Katherine Hahn. And she can also be seen in Showtime's Black Monday. Her New York Times best-selling collection of essays the Wreckage of My Presence was published in May 2021 mm -hmm. and is available everywhere. Thank you so much for joining us, Casey. Oh my gosh, what a nice intro. I love to hear all my credits, you know. <laughs> really nice. They're good ones. <laughs> I'm kidding. Nice to see you guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh thank my you gosh. so much thank for you being so much here. For coming. Of course. I'm thrilled. And I, I, you, I'm i sorry you had to witness me move from room to room, booted out by every family member, only to be now seated, 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 seated on the floor in my bedroom. Your husband, I mean, I'm sorry, your son did look like he had just fired you. <laughs> he is always. I mean, you mentioned Will Fowles, your boss. He, my son is mine. He, I'm so scared of him. Um, well, you just wrote my favorite book, Wreckage of My Presence, which I loved and read out loud to my entire family walking around my house. <laughs> she and did. I was there for parts of that. She'd be like, wait, one more thing. Just one more thing. <laughs> Everyone's like, we never want to hear this book. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love no, it. it. It's just a really funny way to kill the mood is to take out a book and begin reading from it when yeah. people are just casually hanging out and to make something that people would be genuinely interested in reading suddenly feel like a chore or like, okay, wait, we're going to have to move back a few pages. Okay. We're going to start from here. Oh no, you're not going to understand that reference. Let's keep going back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Pause for some backstory. It was one of the first nights. No, the first time that I had seen Carolina in a year and a half, she was reading to me from your book, which at first I did appreciate, but later was like, okay, so yeah. anyway, back to life updates for the past year and a half. Yeah. She's like, Casey Wilson's also lived a life. 40 years, in fact, and a hard one. Okay, <laughs> not a hard one. <laughs> so... I've been thinking all day about like, how do I not be creepy? Like, I want to be like, yeah, we're peers. Of course you would be on my podcast. Of course, like this is natural. But in reality, I am losing my mind slightly. You and seem so is quite my... stoic. I, I always it's seem stoic, but <laughs> <laughs> I, my anxiety, like for some reason manifests as acting like I don't care. So yeah. like I'll act like cool, but I, my whole family I has been like, texting me. I think this me. girl doesn't like me, but I am no. <laughs> rolling with it. <laughs> Everybody that is that. A, a common uh, reflection that people make after maybe an hour in Devin's presence. No, but it only made me want you to like me more. So I knew I would get you eventually, but I was like, hey, it's going to take a second. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm on a group chat with my family and they're all like, okay, well, you could tell her. My cousin Colleen was like, you could tell her that I love her or not. Just kidding. Just kidding. And you worked Colleen in seamlessly. I did want to bring up this morning. Um, I thought of a time five years ago, I think. 
when I was moving to LA by myself for the first time, because I've moved back and forth from LA to New York, not to brag. And um, I <laughs> was listening to your podcast, Bitch Sesh, with my mom, because we both love the podcast. Um, and God, we God bless her. Religiously, yes. Um, and so we were listening and she was like, wait, Casey and Danielle live in LA. There's cool people in LA. There's, there's great people there. There's great people. There. And I was like, okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, that's so sweet. I appreciate that. And that's why she came to your house. Yeah. I was like, um, I guess I'll just find them. I guess I'll just reach out. Yep. Um, but you did. And, and, and here I am. Find me. Five years later. You can get Danielle too. <laughs> Well, thank you for saying that. I'm so happy you listen to the podcast. It's so it's such nonsense. So, but I'm happy to be on your podcast. More importantly, oh my gosh, Devin took me to my first bitch sesh live show where I felt like such an interloper because I wasn't caught up on any of the franchises, and Devin was just hysterically laughing at every reference and having so much backstory to give me. Like, oh, okay, so there was one woman on the show who had flesh eating virus. Um, so that I was like, yeah, you have to be clear. I don't understand what happened to these women. It really is like it's like watching something in another language. I think if you don't follow, you know. Yeah. It's like a Danny shared history of Devin and I's family members that yes. we know yeah. all the backstories and the horror stories that we've all had to like live through and process and deal with the trauma of them. And, and then a new person is like, your family seems fine. Yeah. Danny well, Pellegrino had a great example where he said that once you start watching and just getting in deep, he said like so many things happen that we normalize. Like we yes. normalize that Luann and her daughter <laughs> had like a, a short pop singing career together. And like, that's just something. That. He was like, what is wrong with us? Like, why is this okay? Cause I was talking about Luann's stand-up show that she had where there was like comedians, oh my God. which Chris Murphy yeah. on your podcast apparently yes. was, was one of them. One of them, lucky enough to be one of them. <laughs> Vanity and... Fair contributor, Chris Murphy. <laughs> So I brought that up casually. I was like, so the stand-up show with Luann and Danny was like, it's just crazy that to us, we're like, yes, she <laughs> held a stand-up show. Yes. Yeah. And? Similarly, we're like, right. And that was when Sonia was doing Cabrillesque. Right. Like, I was like, what is Cabrillesque? Like to just for starters. <laughs> we're all like, starters. right, right. That was her phase of that. I actually just <laughs> bought two dresses from Sonia Morgan yesterday. I have to tell you this very briefly and then we can move off Housewives. Oh, but please. No, no, this, we, we'll think, be staying on them for a while. I'm like, think, no, no. <laughs> well, I think this will come as a surprise to you. I had to take a screen grab for Danielle because we're doing going to do a live show in New York in the fall. And I was like, I think we should try to get some of Sonia by Sonia Morgan's clothes that she tried to sell at Century 21. Right. Before they all sell out, which was a wild thought. I was like, if they sell out? And Danielle's like, we're going to be fine, but okay. <laughs> and so we ordered these dresses and I got an email today. This was yesterday order at 4 p.m. And it said, your dresses have shipped. <gasps> that is the fastest, fastest turnaround any housewife in the history of time. Now I've ordered hundreds of items, but I will see if it gets here. But that's big. Like I waited on Robin's hats in Potomac for like four months. I've never gotten glasses. I ordered Cynthia Bailey. There's right. a lot of merchandise floating out there that I'll never see. So I'm proud of Sonia for that. I, I'm amazed. It must be the corporate, the corporate element of Century 21 whipped them into shape. No, this is on her private website. Oh, so okay. I got an email from, it said Regina, an intern. Oh, okay. I was going to say it was must unpaid have been intern. one of her interns. Her unpaid yeah, interns. Of course it wasn't Sonia, but, but still I felt, I was like, Regina's got her shit together. She's changing things. Yeah. She really is. 
Can't wait um, to see how that looks. Well, your book yeah, covers everything that matters to me from blind rage to <laughs> blind rage at strangers, which I love, uh, to food <laughs> issues, um, which Devin and I both um, think about, to trauma and grief and being a bed and bath person, which I think about all the time. And it's really helped me just be in acceptance that I like to be lying down for most things. Like, I think at my wedding, I will be lying down <laughs> for it. Sounds wonderful. Like a city. <laughs> be carried in. Yes. I love it. I love it. Um, and falling in love with your husband, David, and the Real Housewives. Um, specifically to falling in love, I love how honest you are about your courtship with David <laughs> and physically chasing him down a hotel hallway to hook up with him <laughs> for the first time, including right. shooting your leg out to stop the elevator doors. Um, running alongside another raider. <laughs> that we kept like getting faster and faster and faster, but we're trying to be like cool with each other. Like I've got to go now too. But then we were like getting quicker and quicker and quicker. And I, I really have never made, I know it seems like it's the first story you're hearing about me, but I would never do something like that really. But I was like, I really was like, I, this is quite literally a sliding doors moment of like, I have to do this. Right. Like, if I don't, I, I think this is my window or this, it's done. And I really do believe I was right there. Well, you obviously are because you have like, you know, your angry baby boss son in the other room. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now I'm living the dream and like so annoyed that I can hear him on his Zoom downstairs. So it's all worked out beautifully. Um, You mentioned in your book that you call your husband just to talk, but still try to play as your sister-in-law said, like a little bit hard to get still, even though you're married. Yes. How did you come to terms with the fact that you aren't playing hard to get with your husband that I aren't anymore. Yeah. Well, I sort of am like, I I'm upset with this shirt that I'm wearing. Maybe I misunderstood the question. I love it. No, I love it. Here's the thing. Okay. So I don't know if people are going to take this the wrong way. Is this like mean I'm not a a strong woman, but so I love this shirt. I will say thank you so much, but I'm wearing like a bralette and these bralettes have really, you know, kind of a COVID carryover for me where but I have, again, not to brag on my end, larger breast. And they're, they, they're, they're low in this shirt. And I'm like, I gotta, I don't want him seeing this, you know? And I do feel that says something about our marriage. I don't know what it says, like, because he would not kill or notice. But I'm like, no, I gotta I scurry by romantic. the door. I don't want him to see, because when you're in these horizontal stripes, it's, I went to lunch with my girlfriend and I was like, oh God, my boobs are so low on the shirt. She goes, they really are. I was like, I really have never had a friend ever affirm a negative comment. <laughs> you just like need that. Hold I your guess. kids over it. Yeah, I guess. No, I think that, that that's actually a hopeful message and I, I will try to channel that. I think um, the quarantine did really do a lot of damage to my urge to look good i show up 30 percent and like 70 percent if i like someone and but i'm really asking them like to take a longer look at my personality you know like i'm really she does yeah i'm really counting on it yeah yeah because they can't they're not looking at anything else so yeah exactly i mean it's sort of like how funny guys can do everything like zach alfanakis can marry like a beautiful crazy gorgeous wife and women find Jack Black so hot, including myself. I'm just like, I'm hoping that that will translate. I'm hoping that. Um... See, I'm going to say something again. And I know it seems I'm like so into my husband, but 
I, I have dated so many comedy guys with love to all of them where like people would say to my face, like, I can't believe you're dating that person, you know, like, oh, uh, right, right, right. and, and I was always so stunned. Like, what do you say to that? But, you know, just hilarious guys that I found so cute, you know, because of what you're saying, but my husband is attractive. And so I did feel like I, I got to move on this, you know, <laughs> I got to move on funny and cute and I can't, I got to beat out this writer, you know? Oh she's not gosh. paid to put her face in front of the camera. So I am. So I'm going to hope yeah. that I can maybe. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Devin and I always talk about this, though, because we feel like there is some stigma on doing that, on just forcefully putting yourself out there and being like, hi, <laughs> am I yelling? Am well, I people, yelling? Don't, people don't like it. Yeah, people it's don't. very uh, confusing. And then also you sort of come away with the, oh, my God, I think I like him possibly more than he likes me, which I've always sort of or now at this part of my life been kind of like, maybe that's the case. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay maybe your boobs do look well in that shirt. Maybe that's the case. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> I want truth. One of the chapters I loved the most in your book was about your fondness for psychics, healers, shamans, etc. It doesn't sound like you are as deep into it as you were once upon a time in L.A., but I have found myself with little crystals that I forget the names of and <laughs> yeah, um, collecting dust. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But I've also had some really Ooh. random, like eerie, mysterious experiences that have been amazing and mind blowing. Yeah. Um, I wanted to know, <laughs> because recently I had a psychic reading where the woman um, called me in a panic saying there was gang violence around me. I wanted to know some of the more off predictions you've received. Oh, my um, God. And some of the, the cool insights that did come true. It's hard because I always try to force anyone to be right or else I feel too sad that I paid for it. So like when they'll be like, so you had three sisters, right? I'm like, oh yeah, right. I probably did in a past life, but <laughs> I'm trying to think, oh, well, the, the main one, and I actually, I do mention it in the book, but a girlfriend of mine, I don't know why she thought I needed this, I guess, because I'm into this stuff, but it was so wildly strange. She got me a gift certificate to see a psychic while I was pregnant so that he calls himself a baby psychic. So basically then I call him over the phone, which is also odd, although I've done a psychic over the phone, but he was like a guy from Long Island. He was like, Hey, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to connect with you. your kid. And I can't even do a Jersey accent. That's why I was fired from his mouth. He's like, I'm going to, um, basically he was going to connect with my son in, in this other plane. And then the first thing he said was to me is he's like, you've been eating a lot of onion rings, but that was right. Well, it's like this. So then he makes a very sharp segue into you know, where my son is, what, what he's going to be like, which is, I wish I hadn't heard. It's just one of those things where you're like, uh, I don't, now I'm like, is this what my son's like? Or am I making him into this in my mind? Right, right. Wish I hadn't heard any of that. And then I made the mistake of asking someone that I felt to be a charlatan. I was like, let me put myself out there further and ask if he knows if my mom who's passed and my son are connecting in the middle plane, to which he goes, yeah, they know each other, but they're... They're not that close. Um, they're acquaintances. What did your, what did your husband say about this again? Oh, my husband, he was like, not everybody likes each other, you know? Like, we have to accept that. It's pretty hard to accept. 
<laughs> it's pretty tough to accept. It's hard. <laughs> oh my god, that makes me laugh. So I love the idea of you calling the baby psychic and it just being a baby crying on the other line. Yes, many people are like, sorry, it's a baby psychic, which I honestly would see as well. Like I think there's value to that. Yeah, a thousand percent. As much as I love the book talk, I I am wondering Please. if we can if we can move on to some housewives talk. Absolutely. It's important. I just want to say that I have been trying to get Carolina to watch The Housewives the whole time I've known her, which is a decade, Yeah, I would say. <laughs> and she did not start watching until she read your book. I dabbled. I, I dabbled, but the wreckage of my presence really gave me permission <laughs> to use it as a de-stressing tool. And so I started with season one of New York. And wow. it, it it changed my life. It really did. It opened up a new door. Will would laugh because every time he came into my room in Boston, I <laughs> had a freeze frame of like Alex McCord and like Jill Zaren <laughs> screaming at each other. I love that you went all the way back. I went all the way back mainly because Devin had spoken so highly of it and how she wished she could rewatch it again. Yeah. And then it was really fun because all the terminology that I got to share with Will mainly like I'm coming to her weapons down. (laughs) Like I'm laying my (laughs) weapons down. Weapons down. Weapons down. I, I literally, I love it, New York, so much. I mean, the same things that you're seeing in season one are what we are seeing in season one million. Like, I just I watched know. New York two, like, an hour ago for my podcast tomorrow, and Ramona says something that I'm like, I don't, she probably says a thousand times, and I love it every time, and it's the most untruthful statement a human could make. She goes, Oh, for my birthday, I just, Luann's throwing me a party. And she goes, I just find it very hard for me to receive because I'm so giving. Because I always like to go. <laughs> oh my God. Meanwhile, her birthday is a center point of every single season. She's like driving people to Staten Island to taste candies for her birthday party yes. when she's like turning 59 or something. Her birthday is something we all have to celebrate. We have to celebrate. A month out of a year. Us and 60 of her closest girlfriends always have to celebrate. It's like there's Gay Pride Month. We have all these different months of celebration. And then there is Ramona's birthday. There have been some uh, Dumois sightings around Ramona. And every time Always maskless. Always maskless. She was maskless at like last Thanksgiving. It would be like Ramona maskless again, like screaming at a server at whatever restaurant. Malaga. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> but every every quote people attribute to hers, I can hear in her voice. Like someone saw her in Italy kissing her boyfriend, and when she pulled away, they said they, they wrote her in as saying, "What? No tongue?" <laughs> oh my god! And then someone said they almost ran into her in New York the other night, and she said, "Oh, you scared me! Oh my god, you scared me!" <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I did watch what happens live with her and she is so persuasive though. You cannot walk away, even though you're like, I, you're having the same thought at once. Like I hate this person, but somehow right. I'm intoxicated, but I really do hate her. It's not like, Oh, no, and then I, I met her and I kind of realized like, she's not that bad. I was like siding with her. Things were happening. I'm like, I don't know what, what's happening to me. I'm, she has a pull. I she mean, she has a magnetic pull. 
She gets everyone in within the same conversation. She will be like railing against someone and then they're hugging her and they're both crying. So um, well, I'm proud of you for watching. It's been a huge gift to my life. And look, do it for you. Don't do it for Devin. Don't do it for me. Do it for yourself. <laughs> well, I have to say that I'm in the highlight of my life, which I wish was its own TV show, which is the girls in St. Bart's in season four. Yes. I've been waiting for her to get to the pirate for so long. I was like, skip ahead to the pirate. And she's like, no, I want all the context. Like, I want to get. You want to get there. I was there. like, okay. Um, it was amazing. It was an amazing ride in my life. Yeah. Watching Aviva Drescher display something like borderline personality disorder, maybe disassociative disorder. <laughs> And then disassociate from her own leg when she threw her prosthetic <laughs> is really something to behold. It she is something to behold. She was a toofy. I know. She Loved. knows how to take the narrative by the steering wheel and drive off into the embankment. <laughs> well, this season I think is, is actually so bad. And it's really the yeah. first one I found to be so bad. And I was texting with a friend and I was like, oh, you know, they don't have enough cast members they only have five and I'm like having struggling to watch it which I have never felt in my life with one housewife's episode and he was like basically he really put me in my place he's like how dare you he's like they've <laughs> given you fucking 13 seasons of gold and you have the goddamn nerve to complain about one bad season and I was like oh my god I've been so ungrateful yeah and especially so I've stopped sort of saying that I'm like he goes they will write the ship give them a second I was like okay 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 well speaking of bitch sesh Yes. You recently on an episode referred to yourself as the Brian Williams of the housewives world in that you often place yourself in experiences of the housewives you watch, which I really relate to. Like, I feel like I was there on scary Island. I could, I can picture the palm trees now. So I wanted to ask if you could place yourself immersively in any scene of housewives history, which would it be? Oh my God. In housewives history. Yep. Oh my God. Oh my God. What a question. Oh my God. The one that's, <laughs> uh, I always have like a selective memory where I just remember what's just happened with them too. Like the most recent, right. I don't know if you're watching Potomac, but there was recently yes. just a dinner that was quite explosive that I would have loved to attend a nude party where all the yes. women were wearing nude outfits. <laughs> and then yes. One woman is just, it just went so crazy with, um, but that's probably, yeah. God, I don't know if that's a good answer, but probably would have wanted to be on Scary Island when um, Kelly Ben Simone is doing her rant about gummy bears and Gwyneth Paltrow and Al Sharpton. Yeah. My friend Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> My friend. Al Sharpton. Yeah. My friend, I, I used to do that monologue so much in our live shows that I really, I have to say as a monologue and I went to conservatory for acting for four years and I ha I'm not even doing a bit here. I've done a lot of monologues. I've even done terrible monologues from those books that are like monologues that someone just wrote. <laughs> monologues like, for a young woman. Yeah. <laughs> like I've done a lot and I've done the greats. It's an amazing monologue. Like if you want to challenge yeah. your range and, and try to make sense of something and, and imbue things with meaning, really take a look at it. I, I will also say that Drew Drew Drogi is that how you say his name? Yes, yes. His Sonia, the J.P. Morgan Wells Fargo monologue that was riveting in your live show. Riveting. I oh, was, thank you for watching that. I was oh. shaken, like shaken by that performance, and it was one of those things Me where too. I didn't I didn't even realize that scene was that good. I was like, oh, Sonia's drunk. I don't know what she's saying. And then when he delivered it, I was like, no. oh my god, this was tragedy. We heard it for the first time. We heard it for the first time in yeah. that moment. 
We did. And my girlfriend actually just texted me something. I don't know if you guys are watching that show. It's my favorite show I've ever seen. It's one percenter, which is White Lotus on HBO. Oh, yes. Mike White's new show. I'm obsessed with, with everything that he does. But my friend is like, Jennifer Coolidge's character on White Lotus is Sonia. Yes. And he's like, that's what we're watching. One thousand percent. You know, just I can see Sonia just scattering her mother's ashes over a boat and then blowing back at her. Yes. Her dog's ashes did. Yeah, they blew back When they came back into her mouth almost. Yes. So... (laughs) Uh, well also when jennifer coolidge is like i'm a very needy person (laughs) unbelievable anyway wouldn't be surprised if they were one and the same yeah i think god i love sonia anyway me too if you could end one housewives relationship which would it be I really, there's some people in Jersey that I've really hated over the years in OC. I really hated Jim Bellino and Alexis Polino, but they oh ended themselves. God. Yes. Um, oh, God, who's terrible? You know, I used to really hate PK. Now I love him. You know, sometimes we just get some time with someone and we really settle down with them. Yes, yes. Agreed. God, who were the worst ones? I really hated that guy on Jersey. Remember the woman? I really hate to describe her this way. She'd had breast cancer at one point. Um long beautiful hair okay this is terrible she was only on for a little bit and he was truly like i think the worst oh, husband oh, i've ever yes, seen yes um i don't know their names at I all know. but i know who you're talking about okay sorry i pk and dorit much to my chagrin i find weirdly charming but i also believe them to have the most fake narrative on the show being that I think they are in mountains and mountains of dead and everything that Dory brings on the show is like a borrow or a steal. Yes. Wow. You think or it's a, a house of cards? Oh my gosh. Even some of her outfits. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I obviously wouldn't know it, but I, is that real Chanel? Like, I'm like, where did you get this, these clothes? Right. Yeah. Or is that something you bought at like nasty gal? <laughs> you, but don't you think those women would call her out for fake clothes or Maybe. is it almost is that maybe one of, we've heard these women say so many horrible things about each other. One woman said another woman had a sex dungeon that she didn't have, basically accusing her of imprisoning and abusing people. But yeah. I do think for one of them to say your fashion, <laughs> cl- your clothes are fake is possibly the darkest statement. That's true. Maybe That's they're afraid for to go Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. But what about like all the Hermes, like the dishes, the dishware, you think, because Hermes isn't going to loan that out to Jarek Kemsley. You think they're like a friends from the back of a truck? I don't know, but I feel wow. like all of it is alone. I feel like something's going on. <laughs> well, I do think she's fallen quite silent with all of this going on with Erica, and she's not piping in for this or that. Like, she's just like, who knows? I want to believe Erica and the testimonials, right. but it's right. very low key. Right. I feel like she's like, don't make a wrong move, don't throw a stone, nothing, or they're coming for you. She did do the completely identifiable move of, well, this this is so much worse than what was going on with me, (laughs) which I think is. Right. I guess as you say that, I'm like, maybe she did say that. Yeah. I thought she was trying to be like, I know I got my own problems, but let's get off them. But you're right. That was quite. I I think it was her own way of deflecting, though. Being like, what happened with me was like small potatoes. Like, like, don't even worry about that. Yeah, exactly. Well, on that subject, I know at different points you have believed that maybe Erica didn't know anything when she filed for divorce. And and more recently, I, I believe you have 
have stated that you did believe she did know something. Where do you stand now, especially after La Quinta or La Quinta, however you say that? La Quinta. The scene. La Quinta. Especially La after Quinta. La Quinta. What do you think about? I'm so scared to say anything now because I keep getting these DMs where people are going fucking nuts on me. Really? Though, yes. Yes. I honestly want to say like you guys are are, are like just so cute on people in a way. Like you're you're <laughs> right. like your theories. And not only that, like I flip flopped so many times with her. I honestly like I was like I want to talk about it with you guys, but I don't know. And I know that's so boring. Right. But at points, like I was like I just don't know I kind of believed her when she was crying be it just that her life has fallen apart I just don't want to believe in my heart that Erica knew something so dark about you know that she was taking money from plane crash victims and widows I just like in my heart to not believe that about her and yeah. then I was like are you fucking kidding me she was clearly lying in that charade right. about him falling out of the car it's like I, yeah I can't make sense of it I, I, I can't so I don't know <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yes. I don't know. This turn of events, it's the first time I've read personally through case files. I don't feel like I'm like, I found myself reading through stuff like that. And I just felt like maybe I'm not qualified. And yet I have. Well, we all want to be like the, I I think that woman in the house life and the hustler, sorry to cut you off that documentary. She is Aaron Brockovich of this case. And, yes. you know, he played into the Aaron Brockovich movie. Well, I guess he was the lawyers, but something was based on him. Anyway. You know, I think we've all had to really kind of look outside our our normal skill sets to try to crack this one, you know, because there's a lot going on there. What do you think? I, Erica Jane was my favorite housewife of my obviously limited, but, um, the time you watched it on the gym at crunch. <laughs> yes. I was like, I love her. She's gorgeous. She is beautiful. I, um, she is beautiful. Thought she was the most charming and had legitimate star energy, charisma. Um, I, I don't know. I know that I'm confused about money laundering, racketeering. Couldn't say how you would do such a thing. And I consider myself kind of smart, but in financial um, matters, um, have decided that it's it's um, none of my business how money happens. Um, so I'm like hoping that Erica was as stupid as I am. I'm counting on that for her to just basically, if she was needing money from Tom Girardi for her pop career, I'm thinking that she maybe was admitted she should... to he funded all of it. Yes, yes. yes. It's not like but she I'm... was like, that was my money. Right, right. I don't know. But I also remember even before this, and I'm sure you guys felt the same way, thinking, how much money does this person have? Because she has a creative director and an assistant and a stylist. And I I remember the first time I started watching Beverly Hills thinking, oh my gosh, she has a choreographer for these shows. She's just putting on these shows. That's a lot of money. So how could you not know that you're hemorrhaging it? She knew she was hemorrhaging it. I think all of that. I think she was quite comfortable spending all that money and 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 opened. But also like, I mean, she she did write a song called "This Expensive to Be Me." She did, yeah. But which is so tough looking back. Like I was giving my kids a bath last night, and I was just like, can't believe she wrote a song called "This Expensive to Be Me." Like it's just you can't make this up, which is why it's so great. But but. I don't know. I'm hearing what you're saying, which is like, I am hoping that she didn't know the origins of how she got that money, but I don't think her demeanor and her tone on social media is right. No, I think it's very uncomfortable and not the right perspective. 
I do think it's also not a great tone when all of her friends are singing It's Expensive to Be Me on a Boat in terms of, quote unquote, supporting her. Well, I don't think it's. Yeah, I mean, the also the um, Beverly Hills mansion that she's like, this is so cute. I know it's like so cute that I have a four bedroom house or whatever. Um, no, but I, I am swayed. I am also easily swayed. And I I I agree with you both now, I think. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sure. I said at one point, I was like, I don't know if Tom was he that mean to her. Like, you know, and everyone's like, how dare you not believe an abused woman? And I'm like, and she's also sticking up for him and trying to me there's a, there's also the theory that she's like i'm worried about him he has dementia that she's trying to bolster his claim that he now has you know possibly dementia or whatever to help herself like there's a lot going on that's not quite right like she hit us with a lot at that one dinner she was like guys i barely talk about my personal life in seven seasons but i'm gonna tell you 27 things back to back they're gonna <laughs> blow your mind to me yeah. and so she threw a lot at us on the one hand i'm like the the clip they keep playing where he's like if he can afford yeah. you i just don't think that's bad especially for a white guy who's like 80 like that's the best you've got on him but we know he's an evil monster from what he did to his clients so i'm sure he was selfish and and terrible to her i just don't think they have it on camera um but i don't know her her narrative is a little bit confusing but she's in a confusing place i mean how could I blame her? I think what's more <laughs> the issue is the, is the order of things that's coming out. That's what I yes. think is tripping up all of us is like, she's known about this, but she could only release things at certain times. I do believe her when she's like, I've got a story to tell that she can't tell. Yes. But then it's weird. Yes. Cause she's like blaming him. Then she'll blame him for the other women. Maybe she's trying to be like, I fucking don't know. Yeah. But there's people that are like, this woman knew she's fucking awful. And then other people are like, she's in an abused relationship. I, I wish I knew. We just don't, there's some things I guess we just don't know. And we'll never know. I think we will know. Oh, okay. I think we will. I <laughs> think we will know, but I don't know. Well, we won't know it at this juncture. We do have a fandom community that rivals the size of the housewives audience. So we surveyed some of our friends and uh, loved ones <laughs> and would like to ask you some viewer slash listener questions a la Andy Cohen. And oh my gosh. Ringing an episode. Please. So my cousin Colleen from Worcester, Massachusetts wants to know, Casey, what are your thoughts on the difference in Denise Richards from the first season of Beverly Hills versus the second? Do you think her husband has had an influence on her? Yes, I do. And I think after the first season, people see how they come off and then they try to make adjustments and sometimes they miscalculate. And I think we liked her like easy breezy style, the same way we liked Leah's easy breezy style. And then you're like, oh, now I'm settling in with you. Now we're roommates. Do I like you as much? Yes. Oh my God. That's such a good way to put it. Aaron's behavior at one of the kids' birthday parties was egregious when he yeah, started yelling awful. at like at all the women, like, are you kidding me? What's going on here? He's an idiot. He's just a moron. Dolt. Yes. Dolt. Yeah. Devin's mother, Ann Larry from Katona, New York, wants oh. to know, Casey, do you yeah. ever go back and watch early episodes? No. And thank you for that question. Um, I don't because I'm, you know, we're watching three a week and taking notes. And right. I, I, I'm a little right. like I'm at capacity <laughs> taking notes. Right. I act like I'm always like to my husband. I'm like, oh, I have to watch the shows and take notes. But again, I am a genius for having figured out how to monetize watching the shows. I think give show me a better business plan. But yeah. 
I don't just because I'm so inundated with them. And anytime I think I have a second to put my feet up, here comes another season. Here comes Salt Lake. And to those who aren't familiar, which I can only think of a few in our audience who wouldn't be familiar with Bitch Sesh, um, Casey's podcast. When Devin took me to the live Bitch Sesh show, I had never seen anything like it. It was truly as if a family who had been all on the same inside jokes for years got together. And especially for the costume portion, yes. where Devin was dressed up like Luann when Luann says just Come on, it was a lazy costume. Like- okay, you don't have to bring it up. It was a lazy costume. I just wore a bathrobe and said you don't have to be all uncool. But that's great. We all we love that. No, it is like normally I'm so socially awkward and I don't ever like make small talk. But at your live shows, I find myself being like, oh, my God, I love your outfit. Oh, my God. I cool. I'm, like- not, I'm not someone that wants to like wear a Halloween costume as an adult. But at, right. that, at this gathering, it is so much fun. It's the best energy in a room. Like it really I can't, is. It, I can't it just describe is. it. It's nothing to do with Danielle and I. This is this the community of it's 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 an indescribable indescribable bunch. <laughs> so this is actually a non housewives question. My friend Lisa Cortez from Freehold, New Jersey, uh, wrote in. No matter what, please tell her how much I love her and everything she does. Okay, and she said, which happy endings character was your favorite? Oh, thank you for that question. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, I think, you know, I think Adam Pally's character, he played Max, I think was definitely my favorite. And, and I actually, I've been rewatching cause we're like doing a little something with it. And I'm like, I, I've never seen it since it came out. And Megan Mullally playing my mother is incredible in it. Yes. Strong. Agree. really is just great. She's so talented. Yeah. It's really one of my favorite shows, and I hope you'll identify with my description of it. It's one of my favorite cozy shows. You know, like, I think it's why a lot of people watch, like, The Office and Parks and Rec. Meant to be watched Um, tucked in and fall asleep during. Exactly. Well, especially (laughs) when you're like, I don't know what I want to watch, but I want to be with people I know, and I want to be happy and cozy. And And laugh, yes. Yeah, I need a pure distraction right now. And Happy Endings really served my household To me, there's no greater, greater compliments. I mean... I just have been rewatching like over and over like 30 rock and Kimmy Schmidt and just and Arrested development and like shows you can just like have a fucking laugh. Yes. I have been watching those shows as well as rewatching real housewives of Potomac and it oh. is mostly good for a laugh. And then sometimes it's so dark it's, when Michael is on bomb. screen that. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Well, to go back in time, of course, the couple that should be broken up the most is Ashley and Michael Darby. A hundred percent. And I can't believe yeah. I didn't, it was almost like so in front of me i couldn't get there it, it's so it pro- you probably oh blacked it out from your mind because yeah. it's just so He's it so is so upsetting upsetting I want true devon's aunt betsy leary hilton from north haven connecticut <laughs> wants to know why do you think ramona keeps shitting on the floor oh my god <laughs> I don't know, but I have to draw a line in the sand with this. It fucking grosses me out. Like it's I really bad. hate it. And uh, Danielle loves it. And, and is like, no, this is like part <laughs> of our canon now. Like this is part of what we do on these. I'm like, no, this is part of what we it's do. disgusting. Like I, I, I actually was so upset when I saw it on this season in particular, I fast forwarded it. And I'm like, I will not. It keeps it. happening. <laughs> it keeps happening. And I won't be a part of it. I won't. No, it's, it's so I bad. I hate yeah. it so much. I hate it. Especially coming from someone who's like, 
so afraid to talk about sex and then oh she's awful she's just awful person she is really really sinister it was one thing when it was like whatever they all had seasickness and diseases from being on that shipwrecked ship wherever they were one thing but to just in general life have that be a problem is um is is something that i'm sorry she deals with but i wish that she she didn't have to document it disgusting (laughs) really is can we ask uh lisa from new jersey's question Sure. Most iconic Harry Dubin moment in your opinion? Oh my God. Harry, to be honest, is a bit of like a blur for me. He's just always around. He's always like standing behind someone's chair and like wandering through a restaurant. Um, God, what's yours? And I don't mean to throw it back on you, but to me, he's just like a mirage of a man that's always kind of with us and kind of not. I mean, I liked, I just liked in general that, that Aviva was married to him. Like, I just felt that that, that was an interesting storyline. I literally forgot that until now. I was like, I know he's been at Aviva's for, and I'm like having images and flashes of him at Aviva's, but it's like, this is the thing about the show. Like you can forget the great a storyline that's like explosive. And at the time it's all you think about. And then there's so many others crowd your mind that yes. you have to let some of the greats go. Right. Well, I think at that time he was he was hooking up casually with Sonia. But like what you're remembering might be that he went to a party at Aviva's house, his ex-wife, and then Sonia was there and Sonia was rolling on the bed saying, like, should we have sex in your ex-wife's bed or something? And he was like, anyway, but here's my son who's in elementary school. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That might have been a moment. Yeah. It's Um, yeah, that was a great moment. And I do remember it. Yeah. I, I actually want to selfishly ask one more question and then Please. we promise, we promise. Um, do you think, and I'm nervous to even ask it and put it into the universe, do you think Robin and Juan will make it and get married on the show? You know, when you were saying Potomac is, has darkness, I was just flashing to the last episode where he's, you know, she's depressed and she's in bed during the pandemic and waking her kids up like two minutes before their Zoom school. And I almost, I feel so bad for her. It just makes me so sad to see it. And it's like, you know, she's clearly so depressed and, but I get why he's frustrated, but I'm also like, she needs help and she's trying to rest. Like, it's so sad to me. And I don't know. I feel bad that you've asked me all these questions and I'm simply like, I don't know. I want them to make it. And I think they will, but I think Robin seems to me like really genuinely like clinically depressed and a lot of people are and she's taking care of kids alone in a pandemic and so i'm like i just wish she would like get some help i totally agree and i i find myself like having i i'm re-watching all of potomac and their love story is so i have cried so many times at their yeah. love story yeah so i'm rooting for them so much that i find myself like justifying it where i'm like that's just how they are like he just talks like he's just trying to help her get out of bed but if someone in my moments of depression were to have come in and reprimanded me like that on camera <laughs> it on camera, it would not have been ideal well so, you know a I lot know. of times when you see them sleeping you're like okay clearly like they let the camera crew right. in like how did they get in there in this case i feel like juan was like i don't know go in like she's yes, asleep i agree yeah like it I did think- not feel on any level like <laughs> was like oh i didn't see you there like robin did not see them there she did not she did not no yeah 
I'm amazed by this. Like, I find it so traumatizing to see myself on camera for like 30 seconds. And the idea that someone could film you drunk, falling down, (laughs) embarrassing yourself, and then you go on for another season. I would not be at that reunion. I would be like, Mm -hmm. I need to move to another country. Like, I would would move to, like, the countryside of Ireland and just (laughs) reinvent myself. You would be Matt Damon. You would become Matt Damon. I would buy a zoo. I would buy a zoo. When my husband and I ever go to this restaurant, Little Don's and Los Feliz, there's a scene from We Bought a Zoo where they're sitting in a little table in the window. And we're always like, we'd like the We Bought a Zoo booth, please. But I do think these women are brave. I really do. And, and granted, yes, are they fame seeking? Are they all of this? Yes. But to your point, like, Paul Richards is like, yeah, I got a nose job and here I am recovering in bed and this one's that and here's my marriage and here's where I'm failing as of this and that. I'm just like, they're providing me so much entertainment. I can only say thank you. Like I, you're right. Like I know people, you know, in like comedy shows I've done and stuff, people be like, oh, have a beer before show. I'm like, are you kidding? I need every fucking faculty I have to perform. I'm not having a glass of wine and going out there. Like I could never certain characters like Kyle and Bethany that actually are really made for this weird niche industry. Kyle shows up like a star of her show so well, I feel like. Yes. And and comes off quite well. Yes. Even when she's literally letting a camera come in to film her nose job. Yeah. Um, which again, wouldn't be my, wouldn't be my path. Wouldn't be my story. Casey, uh, to end our interview with you today, which I truly can't believe we got to do. My sister does watch Casey's kids sometimes and has, um, they are truly funny children. And one asked her, when was the day that you became an adult? And she was like, I don't know. That's a really good question. And he said, I think it was June 21st. And she was like, that was yesterday. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, that was the day though. <laughs> My, oh my, that's so funny. My little guy's like three and a half. And from this just is pertains to everything we're discussing with television, but gave me a mother's day card. And I was like, I love this so much. Like I need to put this in a place of honor. Like, where can I hang this? That I will see it every single day, every second. And he goes, Oh, then just tape it up to the TV mama. It's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You say you want to see it all the time. Like put it on the TV. You will. <laughs> that does make sense. I that's work. <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you that that's for work? It's research. Yeah. How did you get the paper to make that fucking drawing for me? Sir. <laughs> Sir. Character research. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Thank you for having me, Carolina. You're so sweet and funny. And you were so nice to me on the show we worked on together. Oh, my God. You were so kind as I was terrified. And you were so funny. And I was like, oh, this girl is so funny. We were all bragging to each other that we were talking. All the assistants were like, yeah, I talked to Casey on set. I think we're going to become friends. But another assistant would be like, I just got her a snack because I think we're going to be from friends. And I was texting Devin live from set being like i am talking to casey wilson and she just couldn't get over it that's really nice but i don't remember getting any snacks um i know i remember one time you very generously got me something and that was really nice (laughs) and that's why you're on our podcast now i'm sure do these other assistants have podcasts i don't know no 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 except mika michael showalter's assistant did say she wanted to not work today and come watch us record a podcast oh i love her she 
I will not say who, but I got into a bit of a tussle with a housewife on DMs after I said a little something about her. And, you know, I, my hands were shaking. I had to take clonopin. I truly <gasps> was like, I, I was rattled to my very fucking core. And I'm like, I must tell Mika about this. Like I knew yeah. she would feel it so deeply. And she had been there when I had met this woman another time, like totally separately. And she told me the funniest thing. It really made me laugh. So when we kind of settled it, like two days later, me and this housewife, because like, I have to tell you, I didn't want to say this because it seems so insane to tell you at the time, but like, I also had to take a <laughs> And it was so scary to interface with these women, like to break that fourth wall and have them like coming for me. Now, granted, again, am I doing a show where I make fun of them every week? Yes, but I don't want to, but no tagging. And I don't want them coming for me. I was like, how dare you say anything to me? (laughs) No, I, I don't, I don't ever want to see them. Like, I don't want to get close. I don't want to know how they really are. I've only met like five in my day, five or six. And they will they'll reel you in you know they will I did, I did meet bethany before she was famous and she did try to sell me her cooking videos when i was like 13 um but she was great Look, how did she get where she is and here She's she not, is always exactly. be selling always be closing i should have taken notes instead of judging her like i did that's right yes i mean she's doing quite well you know watching her sell muffins in a grocery store while <laughs> An elderly woman walked up and asked her where the chicken was. <laughs> oh my god! Was inspiring. It was really inspiring. Only to sell, yeah, to sell that company. I mean, for like a hundred million dollars, and you know, shame on God Jason bless Murphy. her. You know, yeah, she's there's a lot going on there. You know, yeah, a lot going on there. But God bless her. God bless her. God bless you. God bless Devin. God, God bless, bless our you guys. <laughs> God bless your family members who wrote in such beautiful questions, texted in, so I'm much. sure, was Thank more you. the case. But <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Thank you um, for having me. This was so fun. This was an Thanks, honor. Casey. Thank you so much. Of course. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.